Welcome to the Love Well Podcast. Uh, it's week 7,452,000 of the stay-at-home order here in Michigan. We're glad, uh, I'm really glad you're with me uh, this week. Hopefully, uh, you find, uh, hopefully you find the Love Well Podcast to be, to be helpful to you. Uh, if so, I would encourage you to subscribe uh, at danielmrose.com. I publish their four, time, four or five times a week written and audio stuff. Uh, they get dropped right into your inbox. And, um, and then if you find it helpful, after you've subscribed, invite somebody else to. Uh, I would, I'd be really, really thankful if you would do that. Uh, today's, podcast is, today's podcast recording session is being live streamed uh, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. And as always, you can find the archive of, of, uh, of the video live stream and video recording session at youtube.com slash Daniel Rose. And um, so uh, we are continuing our conversation on uh, leading with grace. Uh, the, last, the last couple of weeks, we've looked at two of uh, the four principles that shape my leadership uh, in, in the church. And, uh, and so uh, what, are, what are they? Well, the first one was humility. And I think humility is, uh, is the, the foundational leadership principle for those of us that are seeking to lead uh, within the body of Christ, uh, or, or really anywhere. And uh, we, we need humility, because what humility does is, is it allows us to know, know ourselves. It allows us to know who we are. And, uh, and apart from humility, uh, we are... We are, we are lost. Uh, the second one was integrity. Uh, we absolutely need integrity uh, to, to lead well. And, uh, and then today we're going to be talking about community. Community within the context of the local church oftentimes is, can be one of the most, um, one of the most controversial of, of these four principles. Now, uh, now as, as we kind of work our way through this, uh, I, I guess I want to say a little bit about why why I'm doing uh, this this little series on leadership, and I think it's because as as I look at uh, the kind of training and things that I've received in leadership over the years, uh, most of the principles that that I've been taught and trained uh, have come from the realm of business and politics, and and as a result, they're basically uh, teaching us, teaching pastors, teaching uh, leaders uh, within within the church uh, how to gain and consolidate power. And very little of it has been about loving your neighbor well. Very little of it has been about uh, caring, caring for your neighbor. Very little of it has been what I would consider to be um, teaching us to, to kind of move in the ways of Jesus, which are to be grace-centered and mercy-oriented and loving your neighbor as yourself and loving your enemy, uh, really really seeking to carry within us uh, a self-sacrificial nature, right? to carry within us, the way Paul would say it, is the sufferings of Christ. Um, we, we, are, we are so often taught um, what it, uh, strategies, 
and means by which to get people to do what we want them to do when we want them to do it. And that, man, that is just so, so unchristlike. Uh, because as we look at the way Christ led, Jesus led, Jesus led through love. He led through grace. He led through mercy. He led by speaking truth, uh, and that's there's no question there. And so I don't want to minimize that, but it was always couched in grace. It was couched uh, in in mercy, in respect of of the other person. And too much, too much of our leadership culture within. American Christianity has been shaped, has been uh, fashioned to follow after business and politics, uh, which which is all about uh, which is all about power. And so, uh, I I thought I would take a few weeks and just kind of walk through some of the principles that have shaped my leadership over the last few years. Um, these are principles that. You know, I've kind of cobbled together uh, by watching good leaders, by uh, by reflecting back on um, on times when I thought that I've loved that I've loved well and led well, and, and these are the principles that that really have surfaced. So, in some ways, I'm doing this for me because I wanted to spend some time really thinking through leadership and really thinking through the uh, the ways that I want to lead. And, and as I talk about these things. Man, you got to realize that I fail at this so much, so much, and so, so much, so much of what I'm of what I'm saying, I'm saying to myself because I have not arrived. I don't, I don't do any of this perfectly, um, and and so I need to walk back through these, and I need to listen back through this stuff uh, to to remind me of what it is that I'm trying to accomplish, and remind me uh, of what uh, of what kind of leadership principles that I want to be about. And uh, man, I, I, as I've reflected on this stuff, um, I'm, I'm realizing how far I fall short and, and how much more work I need to do. So, uh, so yeah, uh, so, so where have we been? Uh, humility, integrity. This week we're working through uh, what might be uh, the most um, controversial of my leadership principles, which is community. Uh, so many of my colleagues have uh, have talked about, have talked with me about um, how community is just something that's not really a thing. It's not really something that they can pursue as pastors. And if they do pursue it, it has to be uh, somewhere far removed from the congregations they serve. And as a result, when you begin to look at, at, at different studies that are being done on, on pastoral mental health, uh, what you find are, are just incredibly high rates of depression. You find high rates of isolation. Uh, you, you find uh, great just, loneliness is, um, is rampant among my colleagues. And part of that is due to the loneliness, I think, oftentimes stems from uh, the uniqueness of what it is that we do as pastors. Like, there's, there's just not a lot of people, even our closest friends who love us well, uh, who serve alongside us uh, as, you know, maybe as lay people, um, don't fully understand or can't fully understand uh, the, the life of, of a pastor. And that's understandable. And, 
Um, and that, that's part of it, right? I mean, this isn't to whine, but that's just, that's just part of what you, what you take on. That's part of the, um, part of the life of the pastor. And probably, uh, I think in the same way as a lot of different, uh, professions, you know, thinking about just kind of where we're at culturally, uh, there are outside of, of those who are working in hospitals on COVID floors, there's not a lot of us that can really understand what they're going through. We can try to empathize and sympathize, but we are not going to really get it. And, uh, and some of the doctor friends that I've talked to, uh, you know, they definitely are experiencing some loneliness. Now, you can experience loneliness but not be isolated. And I think this is where so many, so many of my colleagues begin to walk down a very dangerous road uh, towards isolation. And, uh, and as they walk down isolation, that, that road of isolation, what happens is uh, depression is ramped up, um, undiagnosed mental illness or hidden mental illness uh, begins to, uh, to, to, really, uh, to really have a significant effect. And I think this is why over the last few years uh, we are seeing more and more uh, pastors take their own lives. Suicide uh, has, has become uh, just a significant issue uh, with within um, pastoral circles, and it seems like every every week or two weeks, uh, we hear of another uh, relatively high-profile uh, pastor who takes their own life, and 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 the stories are almost um, they're almost cookie cutter. Uh, they they are people who who have isolated themselves. Uh, from from any real community, They're, they might know a lot of people, but they are not known, and they don't feel known. And you see that come out in their stories. So, uh, community, community, which is something that uh, that is essential to us as human beings, to us, as we seek to even f- to try to attempt to flourish as as humans, we need one another. Uh, the the story. The story starts that way, right? Uh, back in, in Genesis 1 and 2, it is not good for man to be alone. Now, so many people take that as, um, as just a statement of, of male-female. And yeah, that's part of it. But the real issue there is community, right? We start, we start with a triune God who existed from eternity past to eternity future uh, in, in perfect community. Right, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, all existing in perfect, perfect community. And so, for us to to live as as image bearers, as those who reflect the image of God in this world, uh, we need community. And this is this is why God says it is not good for man to be alone, uh, because we are not we are not wired, we are not wired to go through this life uh, alone on our own. Um, and in isolation, no man is an island, the poet said, right? And, and, and he was right. Uh, we, we are not islands. We need one another. And as, and as we seek to lead, we need one another uh, even more. Uh, so, so as I think about this, this community thing, uh, not only do I think we need uh, you know, community kind of outside our congregations, but we need to be, we need to be a people uh, by and large, pastors, we need to be 
those who are leading in community, in submitting ourselves to community within our congregations. Um, and I know some of you are going to hear that and you're going to say, well, then you, you, can't, you can't pastor people who are your friends. And I'm going to tell you that is absolutely false. That is, that is a lie. That's just not true. The best, past, the best way, that my best experience of pastoring people uh, has been with my friends, people who I call my friends, people who have seen me um, in not my best people who have seen me living an authentic real life, they know that I am not perfect. They know that I am not uh, some holy man who is who has everything together. They know that I struggle. They know that they, they know my weaknesses. They see them on display. And, and as a result, I, they love me anyway. And so I know that I'm accepted. I know that I'm cared for. And they know that they're accepted and they're cared for too. Because if I'm not perfect, then uh, then it doesn't. Then it's okay. It's okay that they're not perfect, and I can enter in with them, and I can I can walk alongside of them. So for those, so so for my colleagues that are out there saying there's no way to pastor your friends, um, it's that's that's just an absolute lie. And until you deal with that lie. You are, you are going to struggle to truly enter into the kind of community that we need to enter into uh, as leaders. So we need, we need a community that is based within the context that we're leading. We, we need people who are living life with us and not in some sort of sheltered way, right? No, we, we need people who, who, who are with us uh, deeply, honestly, authentically, with within our within our spheres of influence, um, it's it's essential. It is essential. You see, community um, community oftentimes now has become this buzzword, and 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 so in some ways it's lost meaning, right? And and especially in a time where uh, anyone can can walk away. Uh, you can just go to this church down the street, that kind of thing. And, and as a result, uh, we don't do real community. We, we tend to stay in this, in this place of, of what I call faux community or fake community. Uh, it's, it's a community where there's no, where there's no conflict. Until, until you have conflict and you emerge on the other side, I don't know if you've really had community or if you're really moving towards community. Because none of us are perfect. Man, none of us have it together, right? And since none of us have it together, since none of us are, are able to like live this life perfectly, guess what? We're going to step on one another's toes. Guess what? We're going to uh, say the wrong thing. Guess what? We're going to have to go say, yo, I'm sorry. Man, I, I, I did not mean to hurt you. Or to say, hey, you know, when you said that, that really hurt. Or when you did that, that really hurt. This is how I experienced that. How can I submit to you and move forward now uh, in love and grace? These, these are the conversations that have to happen if we're going to really have community. Um, but too many leaders think they have to have this like perfect veneer 
where, where no, they don't make any mistakes. They have all the answers. And if anybody challenges you, uh, well, those, those are wolves. And you know what we do to wolves. All that's a lie. My friends, all that is a lie. Um, so, so what does it look like? You know, what is it, how, how can you kind of evaluate whether or not you actually are living in community? Well, um, for a leader to, to live in community, we need people to say no. Do you have anybody, anybody within your congregation, anybody within your circle of friends that will tell you no? That will say, hey, that's a terrible idea. Or, hey, um, yeah, you're getting ahead of yourself. Early on in the life of, uh, of the Acts 13 network, we were, you know, we were trying things. We were trying to figure out how to, how to do this whole um, live as the church in, in the community thing, right? And, uh, and I'll never forget, uh, we had this, this great opportunity with, a, um, uh, with an apartment complex in Ypsilanti uh, where they had a community room. And one of the people that were part of, uh, part of, our, of our missional community early on lived, lived in this apartment complex and as a result had access to this, to this space. And so we started using it for church. Uh, for worship on Sunday nights, and, and it was it was a great space. Uh, and after we had done it for a little while, one of my friends called me up and said, "Dan, we you know we've been talking, and uh, I think we're we think we're ahead of the spirit here. We think that we're that we're jumping ahead of where we need to be, and I think we need to rethink this whole worship thing." Uh, this, this whole gathering for worship that we're doing on Sunday nights because uh, it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem in step with the spirit. And they were they were really worried uh, about telling me that they were really worried. Um, and they apologized over and over as they're telling me this. And you know, did I like hearing that? No, I didn't like hearing that. Uh, my initial response in my gut wanted to be, um, you're wrong. I'm the pastor. I, I hear from the Spirit. I know. Thankfully, thankfully the Spirit um, kind of interceded in that moment and helped me to be humble, helped me to have integrity, and to respond by saying, yeah, let me think about that. I think you might be right. And then you know what happened? Is I as I turned I turned that question around to some other people who we were who all of us were in community with. So what do you guys think? And to a person, everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're we're ahead. We're moving too far ahead here." And you know, and and we wouldn't have and, and that shaped that has shaped so much of our life of as community, uh, the ability for us to challenge one another. The ability for us to say no to one another. The ability for those who I'm in community with as, as a pastor to say, brother, we are, we're out of step with the Spirit here. We need to rethink this. Um, and, and we need to, to kind of uh, 
you know, we, we, we need to say no here. Um, and that saying no, uh, and we're going to get to this. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to save that in the next story. Um, uh, in this, we, we need people who, as leaders, we need people who will challenge us. We need, we need people in our community who will force us to think about things, who will, who will push back and make, make us wrestle, who aren't just going to be yes people, uh, but are going to challenge our thinking, that are going to challenge, um, that are going to challenge us to, to be the best version of ourselves. We need that. Uh, and we need people, uh, we need people who, who as they're engaging with us, are seeing us begin to break in unhealthy ways, right? Who can, who can challenge us when we start walking down uh, these roads where we are, we're looking to simply uh, consolidate and gather power. We need, we, we're not going to have that apart from having a deep, abiding, authentic, real community with people in our congregation. We have to, uh, we, we have to, we have to have this. Um, we have, we have to have this. Now, uh, so, so we need people to say no. We need people uh, to challenge us. Um, we, need, we need a community of people who will fill our blind spots. Uh, as, as leaders, too often, we think that we have it all figured out, that we, we don't need anybody. Uh, but we do. We need, we need a community of people around us um, who are strong where we are weak. Right? None of us have everything 100% figured out. This is one of my favorite leaders was Abraham Lincoln. Um, if you haven't read uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin's uh, book uh, on, you know, on Lincoln, man, you, you need to go look it up. Uh, it's, it's super good. And, and it's, really, uh, it's really helpful because uh, she talks about how he, how he built his his leadership uh, with rivals. He, he, he found these, all the people who challenged him, but who filled his gaps. And he was able to create a team of leaders um, and that, that were whole, right? Um, in Ephesians chapter 4, you have Paul talking about this. You have Paul talking about how we need to uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. You need you need kind of this this fivefold uh, group of people. Nobody has it perfectly. Nobody has all five um, of these of these different kinds of strengths, uh, you know, figured out. We 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 need them all, and, and that is that demands a leadership community. That demands us to bring others in and bring others along with us. Uh, I am, I am not, um, you know, I'm not somebody who has it figured out. I, I know, I know my, where my strengths lie. Um, I know uh, that, that I'm way more on kind of this apostolic, uh, entrepreneurial teaching edge. That's, that's kind of where I live. I'm not, I'm not the most, I'm not the best shepherd. So I've needed to have people around me who care about people, uh, who love people well, and help, help me learn how to do that. 
Uh, otherwise, I would just be running over people. And, uh, and this is what a community does, uh, is, it, is it fills our blind spots. Uh, we, need, we also need people, uh, we need a community of people who will protect us from us, who will protect you from you is what I have written down here. I need, I need folks around me who, who when I start going to those bad places, when I, when I start walking, you know, giving, kind of yielding to my, um, uh, to, my, to my core lie, when I start going to that dark place, when I start isolating, when I start hiding, I need people who will protect me from me. I need, and I can't have that. Um, and I really can't have that if, if my community... Is, is is at a distance, right? I have I have some really good friends that I talk to every day via text message, but they don't live here, and I, and it's super easy to hide. It is so easy to hide from them. I can engage and talk via text all the time, and they'll think everything is great. But guess what? They don't they don't see they don't see the other stuff. They don't see the moment by they don't see my life. They don't see if I'm really isolating uh, from community. Now my, my congregation, my friends, my community that I serve, they do see that. If I'm constantly uh, hiding out at my house, if I am constantly saying no to invitations to come hang out and spend time with people, they know, they know that I'm isolating and, and they can protect me from myself. We need people to protect us from ourselves. If we are leaders, if, you, if you're a leader, you need people to protect you from you. Um, because, because otherwise, if we're left to our own devices, um, life just stops working. And it just gets really, really hard and overwhelming. So we, we, need, we need people to protect us from us. Um, and that, that kind of goes with that, cha- we need people to challenge us, right? Um, yeah. Like, I think about uh, the way that uh, the leadership team, we call them elders uh, in, in our community. Um, but but my, my team of leaders that are around me, I just... You know, just I don't know. Last week, two weeks ago, they were like, like I, I usually do a little podcast for them as leaders, and uh, it had been a really heavy emotional week uh, in my personal life, and they knew, they knew it had been a heavy week, and I hadn't gotten that little podcast done, and I hadn't done some of the different things that that I typically do uh, to try to to provide them a value add for leading and that kind of thing. And so I just messaged them and said, hey, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, I know I'm late on this stuff. I'll, I'll, I'm going to get it out soon. And their response, their response was, Dan, you've had a heavy week. It's been emotional. It's been hard. Don't worry about it this week, man. Uh, we, we need, yeah, we need that for next week when you're going to be out of town. But just let it go. They, they protected me from me. But the only way they could do that was if, I had been in deep enough community with them so that they knew it had been a heavy week. And two 
too many of my colleagues don't have people in their lives who know when they have heavy weeks, when they know that it's hard. And so they, they don't have people who can protect them from themselves. And the last thing, we as leaders, we need people who will love us. You need a community of people who will love you. And I think that's what all these things really point to, right? Um, is is, uh, is a people that community ultimately is, is a group of people who love you. It's a group of people who will care for you. It's a group of people um, that, that have, that put your, you ahead of them. And as leaders, that's our first calling, right? Is to put others ahead of ourselves. Is to love, is to love others. For us to do that, we have to be loved too. Right? Jesus says, "Love your neighbor as yourself." So the love, the love that we can extend to others, truly, truly is limited uh, by by the love that we have for ourselves, and not in some narcissistic way, um, but in a true and authentic kind of loving way. And so. So we need people who will love us. We need people uh, who will accept us for who we are. Uh, you know, for me, that means people who are going to accept me um, even in spite of the fact that I talk before I think. That are going to accept me even though I'm loud and obnoxious. That are going to accept me, um, you know, even if I don't say the right things in the right way all the time, people who are going to accept me, um, even when I, I maybe unintentionally uh, am a, like a bull in a china shop at times. Um, that's, to, to be loved is to be accepted and embraced by a community of people. And, and, and as leaders, we need that. We desperately need that. I had served on an organization, an organization that claimed to be, uh, you know, one that was all about uh, loving and caring uh, for its people. They claimed to be a family. And yet at every turn, at every turn, all you were met with was this is how you're failing. This is how you're wrong. This is how you're not perfect. This is how you're unacceptable. These are the things that you absolutely have to change. If you can't do this, you can't lead. If you can't do it, was just a constant barrage of unacceptance, uncaring, and, and a lack of love. And, and that is where so many leaders live. And my friends, it does not have to be that way. It doesn't. And I know some of you are listening to this whole thing about community and you're going, man, there is no, no shot that I can have this in my church. There is no shot that I can have this and, and lead in this community. And if that's the case, then here's, then look for, maybe it's time to move. Maybe it's, maybe you're just in the, in the wrong place. Um, but two, don't underestimate uh, the role that you have as leader. Don't underestimate the reality that you get to shape the culture in, in your congregation. You as the pastor can, can shape 
so much of how this thing work, looks and how much and what this thing looks like. And if you get burned, if you get burned by, by being real, by being honest, by being authentic, by seeking to build community and relationship in, in your congregation, then that's not on you. That's on them. And they will continue to burn out pastors left and right over and over. So, uh, you know, as, as we seek to lead, uh, we, we absolutely have to be intentional about community. We have to be intentional about building community. We have to be intentional about, um, about modeling it and about being, being the first one to embrace it and to enter in. And uh, that's not easy, but it's so worth it. It is so worth it. I cannot tell you how worth it it is. Um, now that I'm leading uh, in a congregation that is filled with my friends, where I am living in community every single day with those whom I serve, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, uh, we're three words in, three words in of four in leading with grace. Humility, integrity, community. Uh, next week, uh, we wrap this series up and, uh, and we, talk about, we talk about presence. So, not with a T, but with uh, an E-N-C-E. And uh, so I, I would love to, to hear from you. Uh, let me know what you think about this series. Let me know what uh, maybe you'd love to, uh, what you'd be interested in hearing uh, in, in future podcast episodes. Uh, I would love to, love to engage with you. And you can do that real easily. Um, one, by subscribing to Love Well. Comment uh, on, on things there. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter uh, at Daniel M. Rose, and uh, I would love to engage with you. I uh, would love to engage with you on, on Twitter. Uh, you can find the archive of this message at youtube.com slash Daniel Rose. And as you've heard me talk a little bit about our congregation, the way that, that we're trying to, to live, uh, to live as, as, as believers in this world, uh, maybe you want to check us out and check things out and uh, you can connect with us in our missional communities. Uh, you can get those details at acts13.net slash events. And um, right now everything is, everything is via Zoom and that information to connect with our missional communities uh, located on the website. And, uh, and I, hope, I hope to see you around. I would love to hear from you. Uh, so please, please connect with me. Either comment here uh, wherever you're watching this or hit me up on Twitter. And, uh, and let me know uh, what you'd like to see uh, for, for series, uh, podcast series in the future. Uh, for those of you that are watching online, um, I'm going to stick around and answer any questions that you might have uh, from today's podcast episode. And for those of you that are listening to me a podcast, thanks for listening and thanks for stopping by. Uh, and until next week, love well, my friends.